Hello, listeners. Eric here, jumping in before the intro. There's just over uh, one month before the election, which means my schedule is getting busier and busier, as you can imagine. In light of that, uh, we're going to spend the next number of weeks to rebroadcast a series Scott and I think is the most important we have done. We talked through the book by David Coises' Political Visions and Illusions, and we actually end with an interview with Dr. Coises. I hope you find it helpful. I know I did. So here it is. Thanks. Hello, and welcome to another episode of City on a Hill, a podcast about what it means to be a citizen of heaven and a citizen of the United States. We want to encourage Christians to find their tribe in the church and their hope in the kingdom of God, rather than to seek both in the kingdom of man. So with that, let's get to it today. Well, hello, my name is Eric Estep. And I'm Scott Reevely. Welcome back to the City on a Hill podcast. We have been talking about ideologies. We have done three already, liberalism, conservatism. Last week was nationalism. Before that, we were talking about ideologies in general. And we have been informed greatly by the Coises book, Political Visions and Illusions. And it is fantastic. So much so we're just devoting all of these episodes to Coises. So we're going to continue on this journey through some ideologies. And this week, we're going to talk about democratism. And everyone's saying, I don't even know. Oh. <laughs> uh, or put another way, democracy or are you democratic? Um, not, in, not in view of a political party, but just in general. The idea that we can vote, everyone has a say, um, that is the, the idea of democratism. And there's two things we should, well, one thing we should talk about first. Um, we all live in a democratic, liberal republic. Um, we've, you, I'm sure anyone listening has the ability to vote. You participate in a democracy. Um, there is one way to look at democracy as a tool and another way to look at democracy as an ideology. So let's just talk about the tool piece first. Um, we did this. A while ago when we talked about some Plato, we talked about some Aristotle, we talked about Cicero. If democracy is a form of government, uh, this would generally work really well if you have a small city. Hey, we're trying to figure out if we need to build, if we're going to build a, a bridge over the river, where should we do it? Everyone show up at the town hall and we're going to have a couple options and we'll vote on it. That is a form of government. You could govern that way. The other options are, that we talked about before are you could have a monarchy, you could have a king, and he will just rule. Um, you could have a queen, or she will just rule. You could have a, an oligarchy or an aristocracy where a group of people are set aside to be the rulers, uh, but democracy would be that third option where all the people who are governed are part of the governing. Where they have a say in mm -hmm. their governing. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, let me just say that when when we distinguish this, this is one of the things that I hear when we're trying to interpret scripture about um, do we submit to authorities because they're given by God in Romans 13 or whatever. Mm. What I hear very quickly is I probably should say a little democratism here mm. because I hear people say, well, but we have a say, right. but, but we have a say. Mm -hmm. And I think there, I think that's where some of this is coming in mm -hmm. to say that's somehow really important to me, right? And then then we're in this ideology per se, right? So 
what, what is the other line? I, I have a say, but also uh, the authorities and the people. That's that's what I hear oh. as a as a rebuttal. Um, that's and, democratism for right, sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 doesn't pay any heed towards how the structures are actually put together, where it is it is a mitigated democracy, and I think for good reasons. Uh, Plato, Aristotle. Socrates, Cicero, they all talk about democracy as a potential form of government and also point out democracy unmitigated may not go well because people are broken people. <laughs> if they all go, we're going this direction, you'll, people will be led by their passions, led by their affections. And if their affections are not properly situated, they'll be led the wrong direction. Um, so it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, means of government that needs to be um, bound by something else if it is going to be sustainable and lasting. Because, again, there's the distinction you made earlier between democracy as a structure Mm -hmm. or as a tool or as a way of um, structuring government and democracy as a creed. Mm -hmm. Democracy as a creed is basically democracy as this ideal this uh, thing that I care about and go back to all the time as mm-hmm. my, you know, um, main justification for decisions or rebellion or whatever, mm-hmm. and that that's what we're talking about when we're talking about democratism. Mm-hmm. Is not is this nation state organized or is the state you know the state of Oregon or is it organized in a democratic way? We're talking about this affection for you might say the democratic process or the rule of the people mm-hmm. that is that's what that's what this ideology i think is getting at mm-hmm. yeah and let's uh let's just try to piece out the story so we, we talked about we we continue to talk about the redemptive story because any of these ideologies necessarily present a song that rhymes with uh the, the redemptive story of scripture because that's a salvific story. That's a story that saves. An ideology will present something different that sounds like the story of scripture in order to be attractive. And the redemptive story of democratism says when all was well, actually the scripture story creation, fall, redemption, restoration um, we were created good in, in proper relationship with God and man. Um, we fell, we we broke our relationship with God and thus broke relationship with everything because we distrusted, we sinned, we, um, we fell away by our own decisions. And then God in his graciousness comes and redeems us and ultimately will restore all things and make all things new again. That's the, that's the lovely story, um, the true story. The story of democratism, the redemptive narrative of democratism would say the beginning was a primitive people able to make decisions on their own. They were organized, um, picture an Id- idyllic little city and uh, the the citizens of this little city, whenever they got to make that decision about the bridge or about um, what are we going to build a building or do whatever we're going to do, how are we going to protect ourselves from the other cities, they all just got together and made the decision and everything was perfect and everything was great. And then something happened and a fall occurred and the fall is is... Uh, shown by an elite rule. Someone else ruled. Someone takes over the rule of this people. And now, kind of kind of like the oppression from nationalism, there's a similarity there. Um, 
But the, the sin in this story, the brokenness in this story, is that we're being ruled, maybe by a monarch, maybe by a, a small group of people. But whatever it is, the people don't have the say they had before. So there's a fall. And then the redemption would be regaining the say. Uh, you could say ex expansion of the franchise, franchise referring to the ability to vote in the government. So the redemption, the redemptive piece is the ability to vote, the ability to say, yes, this is what rem uh, remedies things. This is the direction we're going to go, and I have the ability to say that. And the, the ultimate restoration is democracy writ large, the democratic way of life. You go back to the everyone says, has a say in how things are working. Um, no matter what the problem is, it is resolved by democracy. That That's... It's kind of a weird thing to say, but um, that's the story. There's a, there's a belief in everyone voting together, everyone um, coming together to decide what happens. There's a belief that that fix, fixes everything, that that solves problems. So all the ills of democracy can be cured by more democracy? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, who, who's, that's not your quote. No, I didn't make that up. <laughs> Alfred E. Smith, uh, and again, quoted in, in the book that we're talking about, but... That's the, uh, in some respect, that's that's it. Because if you have evil, or if you have this fall that you talked about, what that is is in nationalism, it's being ruled by someone unlike yourself, you know, outside of our tribe. Mm -hmm. With democratism, it's being by ruled being ruled by someone else. Period. Just anybody else. In other words, any kind of a. Uh, even a meritocracy or aristocracy or monarchy or anything is a, is by definition then I think tyrannical, mm. and so that that's that's the evil mm -hmm. is we can't we don't want that, and so um, which again you you hear these things all the time really when you're talking about even how much it costs to, mm. to run for office or, you know, all kinds of things. Are the, it's, is it really the voice of the people or is it some sort of aristocracy because they can afford it and I can't right. and that right. kind of a thing? Right. <clears throat> well, and the interesting, there's an interesting tension between liberalism and democracy. And again, there, there are good notes to all of these things. The idea that a an image bearer, a crea uh, someone created by God, that they can have a say in what's going on, that they can be part of the rule, that's part of the creation story. Yeah. God created us to have dominion over this world and to um, rule alongside of him. We've, we've talked about that in, mm -hmm. in some past episodes as well. But that's that's a helpful piece to know. There is a There is a draw towards democracy because we are supposed to rule. We're supposed to be governing alongside God. Um, that's that's part of the creation beginning. But what the redemptive story of democracy, or d democratism, sorry, democracy being the tool, democratism being the creed, uh, what the redemptive story gets wrong is that it, it ignores that there's any brokenness in every individual actor that says, I have a say now. And... That's why when the tool of democracy is used, it's usually checked with, with something else. We, we, have, um, we use democracy in America to a large degree. You vote on who is on school board. You vote on 
who is the mayor of your city. You vote on who's the governor of your state. You vote on um, who's the representative you have in Congress or uh, your senator in the, in the U.S. Senate. You have votes in all of those things, and those people who are voted in go into systems that are checked by other systems so that it's not a uh, unmitigated expression of democracy writ large because they're aware if the entirety of this people um, are convinced to go one way or the other, change would happen very quickly and that that the quickness of that change could be painful for the nation state, painful for the state, painful for the city, whatever. Um, so there's an understanding within our systems and I'm on, I'm on a tangent. I was trying to talk about the tension between liberalism and democracy. So, um, but that, that's one of the pieces that the redemption, redemptive story misses is that people are broken and the, letting broken people say things quicker and faster doesn't make them less broken. Um, or adding more of them. Or adding more yes, of them. Yes, right. right. See, and that, I think that's some of the fear. Mm-hmm. But that's some of democratism is more people will somehow mitigate mm-hmm. the brokenness mm-hmm. of one broken, you know, um, monarch or something. Right. And that, it, it just has more of it. It doesn't necessarily avoid it. Right. So there, there is a good portion there that it does grab. Uh, Niebuhr, here's a quote from Niebuhr. Man's capacity for justice makes democracy possible. But man's inclination to injustice makes democracy necessary because irresponsible and uncontrolled power is the greatest source of injustice. So he's talking about the, the good portion of this. If Because people are broken, if I have a monarch that has supreme rule over whatever people and they are broken, they can break things all on their own. Um, or if I have a group of people and that group of people is broken, I can they can break it all on their own. So... He's saying there, there's a good there's a good use for the tool of democracy, but let's keep it within the bounds so that we can we can mitigate as much of the brokenness as possible. Um, but it's when we we ignore the brokenness and we place place democracy as as a god instead of just a good, that's when that's when things break. Um, but yeah, there, so one other thing that that tension between liberalism and democracy which are, are two values we have. If you live in America, you probably like democracy in general, and you probably like liberalism in general. In fact, we all told you you're liberals. So mm-hmm. you might be a democratic liberal. Um, that's very, very likely. And there is a tension there because the one side says whatever the group of people says ought to be. That's democratism. And liberalism says there are rights afforded to individuals mm. that ought to be held regardless of what the majority of people say. So there's a there's an inherent tension there in America specifically because mm-hmm. we're a democratic liberal nation and that's just interesting to piece those apart and realize okay there's a, there's a there's an ism here there's an ideology here there's an ideology here and I am prone to go back and forth between them depending on the context because I'm steeped in it I, I know these ideologies well wait you're steeped in it and you don't know the ideologies you're True. you're steeped yes. in it you're steeped in it and you're looking at it from one vantage point one time without recognizing that you've switched vantage points when you look at it the second time. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're right to, to identify the tensions there. But it's, I think it's real easy for us to, to almost have bifocals mm-hmm. and see it one way one time and one way another time. And 
and and kind of argue our case however we want based mm. on either liberalism or dem- democratism and and again it's just that's why we're doing this is these tools hopefully will help you see the way that you're trying to navigate the world the way mm-hmm. that the church tries to navigate the world and so we're hoping to be able to say uh, this you put labels on things so that we understand what tool is for what um, problem or what tool is for what decision maybe mm-hmm. or or how we would use these various tools and so you're right to say that if you just grab a tool out of the drawer we, we have more or less two tools you're going to grab mm-hmm. one or the other and sometimes they don't work together very well mm-hmm. are there any other good because i, I want to point out the good uh i think we've been doing a pretty good job of that in mm-hmm. the past several ideologies but are, are there any other good things in democracy that that are just being overemphasized. That's a that's a great question. I am. Uh, I would probably say that it's uh, if there's something overemphasized. It one of the things might be simply that we assume democracy equals government mm. here in in our country, and that isn't or it, it that democracy equals good government. Mm. And that would be an overemphasis because there could be good government that is structured a different way. But it's because of our democratism, mm-hmm. our creed that says that only way to just or good government is democratic. Mm-hmm. And so there is that overemphasis possibly. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's, um, you know, I, I like the optimism of it, mm. where the optimism is, I, I hope in people i hope Mm -hmm. that there's good in people and i want to see the good in people and give them the benefit of the doubt so i think that's there Mm -hmm. um i i don't know that it makes for good or efficient government um necessarily Mm -hmm. it not necessarily it doesn't necessarily it um it could but uh you know one of the things that we noted before we started talking was just that uh, one of the places that I see democratism is in churches, mm. where some churches that are congregational as- assume that that decisions are made democratically, that we're going to vote on. Uh, I mean, I will say this: I have seen church archives, some may be closer to this office than others, um, that the church votes to pay the bills. There are church votes about should we pay the electrical bill? I vote. I move that we pay the electrical bill. I second. All in favor, aye. Mm. That that is the way that it rolls in the church, which is really something, actually. Mm. If you if you uh, if you think about it, and there's, uh, I think especially Baptist churches are prone to make themselves more uh, democratic, even than the Bible would say. Right, because um, democracy is not writ writ large in scripture. Yeah, you've got to you've got to look for you got to squint pretty like, hard. <laughs> yeah, it seemed good to us, right? Or different different things, or the church appointed, right? And how did they appoint? It doesn't say, but they might have appointed by vote, but they mm-hmm. might not have. Mm-hmm. And so there are a number of things like that, and 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 that's but but I think some of the times we. We look at a democratic system or even a democratic system with checks and balances. Mm -hmm. See, and that gets pulled into the church. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen, totally seen 
church governance that has a balance where the pastor isn't on you know the governing board because they don't want the pastor to have too much power mm. and the, so the, so he balances out the governing board which then submits some stuff to the to the people so this isn't about church governance but I'm the reason I just bring it up is because uh, I do think that we can be can have democratism as an ideology so much so without realizing it that we then in terms in, in mm-hmm. import it into other areas of right. our lives right yeah and I, th- I think it just very much points out the temptation towards point pointing to the good of democracy and i'm not going to say that the church says oh democracy is a god um, but there, the temptation to overemphasize it is there and mm-hmm. i think the church the churches that we live and work in yeah. um can can point that direction a little bit too and they can you know they could be more of a monarchy and that would be bad too so i mean i'm not saying that it's the only ditch mm-hmm. that church mm-hmm. could fall there's in. there are many ditches <laughs> we can fall in ditch this is a, a multi-ditched road and in some respect that's whether it's a church or whether it's the you know the country or the state you can fall off mm-hmm. there are ditches on both sides of this road mm-hmm. and some of it has it goes back to what we we're talking about uh, before with the affection that we have for these things mm-hmm. and do i have some and, and democratism is a little bit more difficult because i don't develop the kind of affection for mm. a, a, a democratic structure maybe that i do for my uh nation with the shared history and the mm. stories and the, all of those things i have more affection for for my nation maybe than i do a democratic process or structure so democratism isn't doesn't have quite that same emotional tug on me Mm. but when i think of solving problems or i think of how do we navigate this i probably do you know will uh go more toward democratism Mm -hmm. in in the more practical things like Mm -hmm. the how how does should this shake down right right whereas the nationalism might be more um definitional Mm -hmm. this is more in the practical how how does Mm -hmm. this work out i have an i have an affection for this way of doing it more than monarchy or more than oligarchy or whatever yeah well in speaking to the good things that are made a god thing i i hear a fair amount especially in economic talk the wisdom of crowds if you just Mm -hmm. put the question to the crowd they will automatically because of the mystic nature of a bunch of people they will automatically come up with the right answer. Um, you'll hear about examples of, uh, like at the fair, when you have to guess uh, guess how much this cow weighs, and everyone has to give their their answer. And you'll hear, like, if you just average the answers out, if there's a big enough crowd, they'll get really close. They'll get close to the right answer. There'll be some really bad answers that are way low, and there'll be some really bad answers that are way high. Um, but there's a there's almost an appeal to the infallibility of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think you take a good thing and you break it. You're making it a God thing. Mm-hmm. There's only one who is infallible. God is infallible. And we need to be careful how we take a good tool, which can be used well. And mm-hmm. we say this all the time. We, we like our system. We like our structure. Um, but let's not put our redemptive hope in that structure because that's our redemptive hope should be set on God, who happens to be a king. So there's that. (laughs) The kingdom of heaven is not democratic. (laughs) Which is one of the struggles I think we have with 
with church or with the kingdom of God, and uh, we don't know how to navigate that mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. We don't have categories, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm glad you brought that up, but that's a, probably a whole different conversation. That's a, I'm sure that's a different conversation. Yeah. So, well, we will we'll be done with democratism, and then next week we will talk about socialism. So you'll want to come back and listen for that. Don't socialism forget, is coming. Socialism is coming. That's that's cruel. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe so that you know when it's here uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and rate us if you find what we're doing helpful a review goes a long way share it with your friends uh, post it repost that I post stuff on Facebook and Twitter you can retweet those things so people see what we're doing and if you have questions or things that you want us to talk about send those ideas to podcast at newlifenw.com and we look forward to the next conversation <laughs>